Hi there, I'm your host Macaulay Tucker and you're listening to The Macaulay Tucker Show, the podcast where I sit down with some of the most accomplished and fascinating individuals in the entertainment and business industry. From celebrities to industry leaders, our guests offer unique perspectives and inspiring stories that will educate and inform you. Join me as I sit down with my next guest to cover their humble beginnings, challenges they faced, as well as their accomplishments in life. You are bound to learn something new, so sit back and enjoy the interview. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of the Macaulay Tucker Show. I am your host, Macaulay Tucker, and today we've got a very special guest, Toru. Toru is a Hollywood actor. He's been involved in projects like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 2014 as Shredder. He's been involved in projects like Inception, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Kung Fu Panda, American Dad, and so, so, so much more. Today on the show, we're just going to be sitting down to learn and understand what it's like to be a Hollywood actor. So uh, enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for listening first question I want to ask you is just like what what got you started in in entertainment Uh, in my research your family there's a lot of really interesting people in your family from like you know uh you know like lawyers you know scientists things like that I thought that was just really interesting and then the fact that you do something that's kind of different than that like entertainment acting I'd love to hear what got you started in in film okay well that that that's always a that's always a a strange question um uh uh, I, I mean, a, a good question uh, that I'm always trying to wrap my head around, uh, you know, other than, you know, maybe in the end, I guess, you know, I used to always joke that, um, you know, maybe in a nutshell, I went, I went into, into, into entertainment because I felt like it, <laughs> you <Right>. know, <laughs> in the, in the, in the sense, because it, it really, I, I guess, you know, doesn't make any, you know, a whole lot of sense. And I did grow up around, uh, you know, a few generations of particularly science, uh, a lot of scientists and, and, uh, and which I, which I love which is a big part of my life and, 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 uh, and all that. Um, but, you know, I, I also feel like in, in terms of if you really go back, you know, academically, which is great. Cause you know, talking to someone who's right in the middle of all that stuff is that um, I'm going to say I was probably out of this, you know, group of scientists, I was probably the artist amongst, amongst them. And, and then seventh grade, I was actually on an art track. Ooh. So I actually showed a little, showed a little talent towards drawing, although, I think I'm a little too out of control to really be a good artist, but I, things happen, you know what I mean? I, I feel, you know, I have, a, I have a good artistic sense. And I think that was, mm-hmm. you know, maybe at the end of the day, that's kind of what I am. Um, and, uh, but that being said, um, you know, uh, I think all, all the Masamunis within the, you know, for the time that I was alive and the generations, we all kind of went into science and, and, uh, you know, as I was saying, I love science. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I live and breathe in myself. But the the um, you know, I'm going to say that it's interesting that it was so that was so I, I sort of feel like at some point I feel like, you know, you 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 um, your soul kind of takes over mm-hmm. and it becomes sort of undeniable. And I and I and I I, I think it just. Uh, I think I could have been a, a good scientist, but, you know, I, maybe at some point I thought I could become a great actor, you know, and, and maybe that's right. maybe more of what I was taught to pursue is, is be something you can be great at. And, uh, and I remember my dad used to always say that he was one of these fortunate people whose um, profession also happens to be his hobby. I mean, that, and he was right. just the consummate nerd. I mean, he was, he just, that's all he cared about. And, and, and I think maybe in a sense, I thought, you know, what is my obsession? You know, mm-hmm. what am I, what do I really feel like I really have something to say? And I just went down that path. 
um, not a smart one, you know, in certain ways, you know, because it's, it's, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say it's not easy because it's really fun. <laughs> so, right. so I hate actors say, oh, this is so hard because it's not, it's, it's fun every step of the way. But, um, but it takes a, a pretty strong desire and, uh, and, and sort of an, a rock solid enthusiasm that, uh, that, that is required. And you have to, it's, it's got to be what you really want to do. So, um, so it really suits me, I guess. I don't know if that's not really answering your question. And, but I think it's one of those things that, you know, within the context maybe of all this science and, and you know, mm -hmm. and I, I study engineering. I, I still love, you know, I, I love it. And I, 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 I love the education. Um, uh, but, you know, at some point, I don't know. I, I just kind of felt like this is something I, I, I can be really good at. And I understand maybe on a deeper level. And it's interesting too, because actually mm -hmm. as I was studying uh, I was, I say the story. There's this one there, when I was in school. There's this one physics professor. He's a pretty well-known physics professor. Well, he's actually a, quite a well-known physics professor. And and he always uh, he's the one that sort of introduced me to the idea of you know uncertainty and all this other crazy stuff that's all in physics. You know, uncertainty principles and all this sort of stuff. And I never really was exposed much to that. But I had to admit, boy, I I be, I, I love that part. You know, the whole idea of uncertainty and chance and chaos. <laughs> I, don't know, I love that stuff. And I'm thinking, well. I got the perfect job for you, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I think I, sometimes I sort of feel like it, uh, um, maybe, maybe there's a scientist in me or an engineer that's kind of looking at this whole crazy thing, like, uh, uh, you know, an acting career. I mean, just trying to get an acting job is insanity, you know, mm -hmm. let alone making a career out of it. But sometimes I sort of think I love, I love the unpredictability and I, and I just love uh uh to me it's just endlessly entertaining because it's always you know i, I love i don't know I, that's what i like about life maybe is 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 experiencing all the uncertainty and unpredictability of course you know you want to you want to um succeed along the way of course mm -hmm. um and those are really sweet when they come through but i i gotta say that that was maybe something that uh, always is, as a kid that i realized that an acting career or entertainment you know, could really satisfy. And I think like you, you know, I mean, I love movies. I mean, I've always, to me, I, I kind of put two and two together and I just said, why not, you know, uh, um, why not just have a very holistic view of your life and your career where you're just, you know, you, this is what you love and this is what you're pursuing. I don't know. I was, mm -hmm. I was very jealous of people that, that did that. And I thought, well, this is, why don't I make my, hobby my profession or my profession my hobby and um yeah and I, I i gotta say after all these years um no regrets i mean i i don't i i um definitely found a a career that suits me put it that way you know um i, I think it definitely suits me for sure so, you mentioned but, uh science um and, you know in entertainment i wanted to ask you how would you uh say science and entertainment are are similar in, in a weird sort of way i think when you kind of look at sort of the the uh the higher level certainly they're very similar i think in the sense you're you both both are really trying to s seek sort of a very elusive truth you know and, and that's something uh, again i was always raised that you know that's that's what you have to be pursuing is the truth you know and that's 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 what you do in life mm -hmm. and and uh and and it is it is one of those things that you know just getting just getting a good take or something i, I mean it's, it's just it's just every, so many things have to go right Mm -hmm. 
uh, as with anything in science, right? To really get what you want, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To get to work and, uh, um, you know, whether you're, you know, without getting too much into the whole craft of thing, you know, I mean, you know, just to get that perfect take, maybe let's call it the perfect take. To get that is uh, as elusive as maybe trying to, you know, line up a couple of molecules so they'll react with each other. You know, I, I really, it takes that, um, it, it takes that level of faith. It takes that level of, of um, perseverance and everything. So, and, and it just comes out, it's magic, you know? So maybe that, maybe that's the part where they, they are very similar. At the end of the day, you know, it, it, it's, um, you know, it just comes down to that moment, you know, where it just comes together, you know, and, and uh, somehow I understood a little more with, um, with acting, but, but uh, yeah, I would say they're very similar. I, I would say, mm -hmm. I would say my, my background in science serves me very well um, as acting. And I think also too, you know, uh, especially now, you know, where, you know, I think sciences are developed, you know, to the point of, you know, where you do have elements of chaos, you do have mm -hmm. uncertainty. These are all big elements of what we now understand about science, which we've always known about, <laughs> about entertainment and show business. I, you and I have always known that. But but I think that, you know, there are, uh, geez, you know, what, what does it take to get things to happen? Exactly. You know, you know? and so so I, I think it serves me well, maybe that that desire. So I'm, you know, maybe more of uh, maybe that obsession with trying to get something to work versus, you know, maybe a more mundane, you know, how do I get my, you know, how do I book this role? Well, you know, not that I don't love doing that stuff too, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like. Like, I think there's a purity that maybe comes with science that is serving me well in acting that in terms of uh, keeping my interest in it, you know, because right. then it's not just about, it's not just a job. It's, it's some pursuit of something maybe a little deeper than that. You know? Right. So. You know, with such an impressive, you know, family, you talked a lot about uh, growing up, um, you know, including all these amazing people, you know, lawyers, you know, literary figures and things like that. Can you speak uh, to the influence your accomplished family members have had on your own, you know, personal and professional development? Well, I would say the two main thing is one hard work, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the only way anything gets done, you know, and, and I, and I to be able to see it work and actually be able to achieve things that are, um, well, uh, let's, you know, that seem impossible, you know, and, and I think, you know, to not be daunted by that. So, so I think that's, that's first and foremost is, is, uh, the work ethic. And, um, and I would say that, uh, you know, seeing the progress that goes along with that and, and the, and the, um, you know, the areas so often things work out, you know, I think seeing that and experiencing that allows me to sort of maybe maintain this faith that I can kind of keep, keep my train going, you know, and, and then, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, if, if you, if you invest fully into the process, um, you know, and to be, have been observed people where it, you know, there were results. I think makes me sort of trust that, you know, whatever, uh, all, the, all, all, you know, one, I think naturally the hard work is there because I enjoy mm -hmm. it, I guess. And knowing that the, uh, um, rewards, if I keep doing, keep doing what I'm doing, rewards do come up, come up along the way. And maybe having, being able to observe that both of those sides, um, I think is maybe you know that that's probably influence I, i'd say in terms of family influence i would say that's um 
which is and plus i think you know plus i plus i got to see a lot of people i think i don't know that had just were having fun like in in maybe you know in kind of a weird way but you know in their own personal way but just having fun with their lives you know doing what they want to do and i don't know just kind of having a cool life i guess right and yeah. and 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 being able to see that um that's that's not a bad philosophy <laughs> you know yeah, exactly. Um, you know, your science to entertainment. I'd love to hear about that kind of that transition. Um, because you know, you talked about how you want, you know, you, you love movies and you love that. And we talked yeah. about, about how you, you know how you started into this, but like kind of like the transition period from yeah. you know science to like I'm gonna see, I'm gonna try some acting. So no, it's a lot with a lot of the people that I spoke to. There's you know different instances where someone called them up and said, hey. They're, they're looking for an extra in this situation and things oh, like yeah, that. Oh, okay. okay. yeah, okay. I'd love yeah. to hear. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so basically, you know, since I was saying I'm probably more of an art person, I don't think, you know, mm -hmm. people really, nor, and I'd be one of those people, didn't really expect that I would end up pursuing art. I mean, I was just a very mischievous kid and, you know, whatever. And I just was <laughs> all stuff to weird projects in, <laughs> in middle school and high school. And I was always into like, doing some crazy stuff as were all my friends and uh, that probably continued through college that's who I was kind of drawn to you know and and I had one buddy that made these <laughs> ridiculous movies but we we're we're just doing it for fun you know we we're just mm -hmm. trying to entertain ourselves and uh so that was the first time I actually got in front of a camera um was when just making all these movies um with this one friend of mine which I always call my number one uh corrupting parts <laughs> <laughs> in college um and uh um and then i think that was that whole thing i did um uh i i did have there's this one girl that you know be, we eventually she became a girlfriend of mine mm -hmm. and uh, um and she was working at a commercial i think is i don't think they were doing theatrical but i think they were doing modeling and commercials anyway and I'd always go and visit her, right? And mm -hmm. we'd joke about, joke about stuff, right? About, oh, maybe I should just get a headshot. Maybe I should, you know, we we joke about it. And I do have this theory that every great, truly great idea always starts out as a joke. <laughs> they, they come from somewhere, and at some point, um, that was that was one thing where I think I was first uh, exposed to the idea of, oh, you mean people actually get paid to do this, you know? Right. And uh, um, and that 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 was another piece of it and i had a buddy at the time who was uh, i think working at dunkin donut where, 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 are you, where are you in new york or where, where are you i'm in uh, i'm in canada actually <laughs> wow, your stock just went way up that's great that's great <laughs> um so um so i um and uh, he was a guy just we were hanging out this is shortly after college and he had some he was working at dunkin donuts and he got this job working as like an assistant to an assistant to assistant editor out in hollywood right mm. And he just packed up so quickly and was on the plane. And I'm, and I'm sure it was a job that was maybe paying. But I got to say, I was kind of jealous. You yeah. Know? Like he just got on the plane and uh, he ended up going on to become a successful editor. Ooh. But he said, yeah, you know, I want to, um, I haven't talked to him for years, but, but he decided, yeah, you know, um, and I remember that. I remember that sort of thinking, wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and I and I do remember when I was uh, running to another friend that they were shooting something is in Boston. 
and they were shooting something. And then a boyfriend of a friend of mine was there, and he was on the crew, and he kind of had his little PA stuff, blah, 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 you know, I, you know whatever. Uh, yeah, and it's all that stuff. I was like, wow, I just remember sort of being jealous and thinking that looks so cool. You know, and and um, and and I remember there's one summer I was working in a, an oil company, right, as a chemical engineer. And I remember they had a newsletter come out and they showed so-and-so was promoted to senior vice president, blah, 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 and they showed a picture of him, you know, whatever. And I remember not, not being the least bit jealous of this guy. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking, great. Hey, have at it, you know, uh, you know, but I, I remember sort of thinking, no, that's cool. <laughs> but that was funny that I would be jealous about some, some guy going for, you know, assistant, assistant, but not really feeling anything too much when I sort of see this picture of someone who's just, you know, promoted to uh, a major vice presidency in a, in a big oil company, you know. So, so yeah. you know, a couple of things that I sort of told you is what, you know, that I really started tapping into. I mean, where, where do you want to be working? What, what kind yeah. of office do you want to you know, and I love sets. The first time I did, I did, I did uh, do some extra work. First time I was on a movie set, I said, all right, this is where I want to work. Yeah. And I never, I haven't looked back. So, yeah. One question I had, this is kind of a, an interesting one. I'm trying to figure out a good way of phrasing this question, but you know, you went to MIT, you yeah. learned all this amazing stuff and just throughout your career, you know, the knowledge that you learned at MIT, did it help you at all? In any situation that you felt like in acting, was there any situation like where where you found like, oh, that MIT knowledge actually helped me out, or would you say that that didn't? Oh, really oh specifically, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, on the on the bigger sense, I think it taught me to think outside of the box of all these other okay. things. Okay, physics professor yeah. that introduced me to the idea of uncertainty, and so maybe my sense of reality or what you know. So I think it gave me. Um, so it's helped me thinking like a scientist. I believe has allowed me to survive this long because okay. I understand. Kind of how things work maybe from my perspective how things work that uncertainties you know written into it and all these things so i don't i feel like it keeps me going so there's sort yeah. of the overall thing and and i i use that all the time i might drive yeah. my friends crazy because i'll bring up little scientific concepts they say oh this is why we should keep in and they just they think i'm such a nerd but you know so i think i think that uh so on the overall yeah picture, yeah absolutely thinking like a scientist because then also it's a big and it's it's like one big experiment. I love it. You know, this whole yeah. thing is 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 a whole like and uh, so I think that way of looking at the world helps me. But specifically on set, I know. Oh boy, oh well, you know, you know, it's it okay. I did a thing on um, this is crazy. I, I actually during COVID, I did this uh we a a, t, a TV series that was on Twitch. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was the first narrative Twitch has ever produced. And uh, and we want to have freaking Emmy, which is crazy. Yeah. And uh, the what I played was Dr. Matt Lynn, and I had uh, I was a AI scientist engineer, and I had it was really a great it was a great concept, great show, and I had built this AI daughter, which is played by an, an actor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had built this AI doc, uh, and I, my thinking was the context of the show was. I realized I built this AI daughter and this was based and the backstory was I had a daughter that was killed eight years prior in a school shooting. Mm -hmm. so and since then my wife had left me and you know, blah, blah. But I was a crazy AI scientist. So I built this, this AI um, that looked like a 17 year old version of my daughter. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, so the idea is that I realized I, 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 you know, and it's all connected with, I don't know how 
familiar, you know, familiar are with like how AI, there are all these questions yeah. about how to socialize them. And it's, it's a very, it was a fascinating subject. And, um, and, uh, um, you know, they, they, um, the idea was that I'm supposedly this, you know, this engineer. And I heard there's this thing, Twitch that, oh yeah. And I, need to, I need my daughter to meet some friends, but I didn't want to send her out onto the, uh, into the world. So I said, Oh, this Twitch seems pretty good. They seem to hang out on Twitch. So, <laughs> so, so I, so that was the premise is I said, yeah. And then she always ended up every show saying, I'm Sophie and you're going to help me become human. And, um, it was pretty cool. And we had different themes. We had a great writer and blah, blah. blah. So anyway, but I was, so I was Dr. Matt Lynn and I would dive so much into the AI of it. And I actually learned how to code in Python. You know, like, like I, I'm not good at it, but, yeah. but, I, but I actually, and I tried this little one line, it's, it's still some work, a little one line uh, neural network, a little one layer neural network that does not work. And I was so excited because I wrote, it's just some code and I wrote it and I put in some data and it came out. I said, great, yeah. awesome. I was so excited. And then I put some more, it's the same answer came out. Every single time, so it doesn't work at all. But but anyway, but uh, you know, I did that, and I and just just about every time we covered something, and I would usually correct the writers. I said I don't think that's how it worked, and I <laughs> they let me rewrite the lines, and I just kind of got really into it, and and uh, I think they 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 had these. There was this one point which, and they let me do this, and I guess that's probably why they hired me, is they were talking about. Um, uh, uh, they had these this sort of this code thing that they kind of would do this. The whole thing was this bizarre thing, but they also would have the like something where they'd interview us, right? Like it, a weird alternate reality. And he, they'd ask me about some math background, and there's something. And for some reason, they brought up there's this mathematician von Neumann who uh, did all these automata stuff, but it's all that kind of generative. Um, boy, how do I want to like? Uh, just kind of where you have these simple rules mm -hmm. you know, you have pixels and it just kind of you say okay light up if this lights on then oh no light light you know become light up or turn into a one if the pixel two above is one and the one to the right is a zero or something something like that or just simple rules and the idea is that you feed those set of rules in and then you get all these crazy patterns and sometimes it lives right and sometimes it just dies but the idea is that's more of a generative approach towards reality as opposed to um, let me, this is how you make the pattern. Like in other words, the, the pattern is generated. Does it make sense? It's more of a recursive. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, during this whole thing, um, they asked him about this because they brought that up. And I said, can I elaborate a little bit? And he said, sure, you know, and, it's, <laughs> and this is on Twitch, right? Where they're chatting. And I've, very proud of it the chat went dead and i like to think because i mesmerized <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but i was very proud of that i just kind of went and i just kind of got more and more into it and and that's funny and there's this all you know because you know it's usual to yeah. kind of like yeah i mean you know how it is right yeah and, and all of a sudden I, I like to think they're listening to me and that's what happened because i was i think that's because i was trying to explain you know why why you know, as the scientist, why that fascinating, but as a, as a kid or not a kid, but, you know, college, that's mm -hmm. part of that uncertainty part that really fascinated me that this right. guy, his mathematics thought, oh, no, no, it's not like you said, this is how it's going to be. It's, you know, it's, 
uh, reality isn't just this fixed thing. It's something that's generated from rules. It's all recursive and reality is sort of created. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a living, breathing thing. You know what I mean? So that's, I think, um, was a big influence why I started looking at the world a little differently. And, and uh, you know, I, um, so anyway, but that yeah. being said, on that show, uh, I actually went to town and, uh, and, oh, there's one other thing too. There's one other time I was on stage. Um, uh, you know, the, the play proof. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the idea is that there's a father that's going crazy and blah, blah. And yeah. there's a grad, there's a grad student anyway. He's kind of flirting with the, with the main character, the girl. Mm. And, um, um, but there's a point in the play where he's explaining, you know, the, the thing is he goes, he's trying to, you know, show off to the girl, right? Because she's, they're both mathematicians and he kind of starts, well, you know, there's Mercine Primes, you know, and I start you know, talking about this. And then she comes, comes back to me and she obviously does it like way better than I do. Right. <laughs> so that, that, that's sort of the joke in the, the play. Yeah, and it's also like, where it exposes how smart this girl really is. Right. But it's kind of funny because this is a like, I don't know how much people are in the audience, but for some reason I felt obsessed with saying, great, I have a captive audience here. And rather than just say the lines, I want to make sure they come out of this thing, if nothing else, that they understand what these Mercene primes are. Yeah. You know, and, and I, so there's that part of me that I sort of said, ooh, I actually have a captive audience here. And so so there there, there are times where I've sort of thrown it in there. Um, I'm, I'm you know, I, I would like to. And I did like that. I, I liked. I really enjoyed playing that Dr. Matlin. I like playing academics. I mean, you know, it's something I know. You know, that's that's a part of life I know, I guess. And and uh, um, yeah. So so it does come up. It mm -hmm. does come up. So so uh, uh, when I have a chance to to nerd out, I I uh, I never uh, I, I I rarely I rarely miss the opportunity. So so. And it's important to enjoy, you know, the things that you, you grew up with. And it's really also valuable when you're able to take this knowledge that you've learned and apply it to your everyday life, which is why I love these interviews, because you're able to hear these type of things and you're able to apply, you know, the, the things you learn uh, to your everyday life. And that show that you mentioned, I thought that was really, really fascinating because I hadn't seen anything like that before. You know, there's YouTube videos, things like that, but specifically Twitch, that was something really cool and that must have been something interesting for you because you know you were involved with tv shows movies you know some some plays i believe and i'm like that's just like wow twitch and like a whole a whole thing on there and it won it won an emmy um and so kind of like going into just i guess the meat of the interview just like the movies you're involved you've been involved in so many my parents actually recognized you from from 24 um i didn't i hadn't watched it but they were like oh yeah i, I recognize this guy that's like, right huh. And yeah, like, oh, I, I, uh, the the director uh, John Kassar, who who created the the series, um, I worked with him on a very short lived show uh, in the '90s. I just did a couple episodes uh, where I played uh, um, I don't remember the name of my character, but was, uh, for the Jap Japan Space Agency, it was, it was based on the shuttles. Um, so anyway, yeah, so that was uh, that was that, and um, yeah, it's been fun. I I I I love it's it's, it's a fun journey. I mean, I got to mm -hmm. say. It's, uh, um, been a good time it still is still is i love it I, even to this day i wake up and you know um probably could have been richer doing something else but uh, <laughs> uh, in fact i know i could have but uh, yeah but um but i i wake up every day every week and i just think yeah I'm gonna have fun so but yeah <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, i've been very lucky though i have yeah. been lucky i've gotten to be on some pretty cool projects for sure
Yeah, and you know, looking through your catalog, um, we were watching uh, Agents of Shield, and you were on there, and like, oh, that's yeah. that's even cooler, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe. I guess you could say you're in at least one of the, you know, you're in the show. You were in the show, and that must have been a great because there's different people that you run into on all these on all these different sets. I remember speaking with some people about asking them if they'd run into uh, people who were. Uh, working on previous films that they were involved in and so yep. you must have at least run into like a number of people who are like oh yeah i recognize you from uh, this project that i was involved in um yeah 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 it it, it gets kind of interesting for what after a while and also you you usually just watch tv or the movie and you never not see someone you know which is mm-hmm. that's that's where it's sort of bizarre where you realize how you know if you do it long enough uh you you will look up and you'll you know you just see your friends everywhere it's kind of funny you know and <laughs> Uh, um, and I'm sure if you become like super famous, then it's got to be yeah. some strength, you know. Be, <laughs> I think uh, Andy Warhol. Someone said something about that. How they they um, loved fame because they could just pick up magazines and see what their friends were doing, <laughs> you know. So, which is kind of true, you know. But but yeah, I, I yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of crossover, and everybody's just you know everybody's just looking for work and working as much as they can, and and um. It you know it's it's a it's a um it's nice it's a nice community mm-hmm. you know so so and that and I think that's part of the rewarding part when when you realize that you actually have a a circle you know kind of a family mm-hmm. which is which is great great feeling any in anything right that's that's what we're always trying to crush for so um how I discovered you I'm, I was mentioning this before the interview I, I ins- discovered you uh, through Inception and that was a, a great movie um yeah. you know I watched that and. Uh, further dis- research, you were you said the first line in that movie, which is pretty which is pretty cool too. Um, and I wanted to like just ask you, about the, you know, this this experience, like how long did it take to do this? Like, just was there anything? Because I, I, again, you've been in so many projects, but specifically this film, can you share a little bit about uh, this experience uh, just in in the involvement of Inception? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, it, it, I've been kind of lucky because I've gotten to do a lot of projects where I'm actually mm-hmm. a big fan of the people before, you know. Uh, and also the even the um, big fan of the uh, even person that wrote the score, the, the Hans Zimmer, you know that was pretty cool um, being mm-hmm. on, on a uh, scored film and and all that. But I remember it was very funny, and this is classic. This is why this whole uncertainty thing is. I remember I had so many things going on during the audition, and, you know, like you know, because I'm sort of that security guard thing. And I remember sort of thinking, and I get this thing, okay, audition. I'm thinking, oh god, another audition. All right, I'll whatever. Mm-hmm. And I see the security guard thing, and I remember I just saw some sketch about these guys were these sort of these security guards flunkies at the front desk or whatever. <laughs> and I'm, so I just threw on a little blue shirt, you know, and a little thing and whatever, a tie. And I'm going, all right, I'll be our security guard. And and I showed up. And, uh, you know, I'm very sad. I didn't, I, I looked at it, but I, I just, I guess I didn't look at it close enough. I don't always read the, direct, yeah. you know, stage directions or anything like that. And then I go there and they're all these like guys, these like really badass guys in black, and they're like <laughs> off. I'm going, oh, and I look down on my sides again. I see they say exterior castle. Mm. I go, oh, one of those kind of security guards. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, uh, I said, you know, but that's but I just went in I, and I just did it as an actor and I just embraced it. But you know, it just goes to show you there, they probably thought, all right, he didn't. I don't know, maybe he's coming from work or something like that. I don't know. But, you know, th- this is all that really matters at the end. And Christopher Nolan had been looking, apparently, I didn't even know this project was going on. It's all, it's, this stuff's all secret. So yes. you don't even know what you're reading for. I mean, it's crazy. Even while you're working on them, they keep, 
they you're not it's all on a need to know basis is what I'm saying so I went there and uh and I just did my thing and I, you know it's a big casting person yeah. so I knew that but I just had so much on my mind I wasn't thinking and there you go right that's when things happen when you're not paying attention and uh and um and then yeah and then I kind of slowly put two and two together and I started thinking you know, because everybody else in town, except for me, knew about this project. Right. But apparently he'd been looking for weeks because he wants that's the first face. And it's also the person that represents Limbo, right? I don't know if you remember that. Right. That, that's the part where, you know, I also love the part where uh, um, there's talk about Limbo. And said, there's nothing but something like raw, unstructured, subconscious down there. We don't want to go down there. And I kept thinking, well, that's me, raw, unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> that must be, I must, I must read that walking in the room. And that, but he was looking for that. And he was, mm -hmm. uh, I think he's sort of saying too, he's, he really wanted everybody for the first 10 minutes to be completely confused. Like he wanted to create a feeling of absolute confusion in the beginning. I said, all right, well, I guess when I, <laughs> I guess I evoke confusion. So, so it was one of those things that um, I, I just went and uh, it was just magic. I mean, it was, um, yeah, I mean, all these, you know, all these, I mean, I still, it's amazing. I mean, that whole experience, uh, you know, uh, you know, I was going to say Leo, but <laughs> Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> um, um, the uh, um, there's actually there was a funny moment too because they didn't want anybody to know anything. Yeah, and there's one point where we kind of shot stuff at the beach, and then we're going to going up. No, I think we shot stuff at the soundstage. All that stuff inside the castle was on the soundstage. Amazing. It's just like now you see what it must have been like to work for Cooper because mm -hmm. it was just mind blowing. I mean, whatever you see on camera, it's even more mind blowing than you see it in real life on a huge sound set. And, and then finally I'm going the next day and, you know, it's whatever. And I say, but, you know, a really nice day working with, uh, you know, Leo DiCaprio and Ken Watanabe and it's just magic. And, um, then the, uh, the, the, uh, second AD is kind of going, all right, well, I, I think we're going to be up to the beach, uh, next week. And, um, you're going to have that scene with, Le I mean, the, <laughs> character playing Cobb I'm playing too I know who's I know who that is you know I mean? it's like but no one wanted to be the person that was is very funny but you know but I played you know I played around with that I wasn't say I wouldn't tell a lot to anybody I was even working on that project till it came out and um but it was it was uh it was pretty special and and you know that's that's the dream right you work with people like that and um um you know um and I remember this one point I'm just sort of hanging out in my trailer. Um, and uh, um, uh, yeah, it was just on the beach there. It was, it was uh, um, I don't know, like just everything about it. I mean, it's, it's hard to describe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not very articulate here just because the whole thing was just like a dream. I mean, yeah. which is rather ironic, but, but it, 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 um, it, it really was, um, really was kind of a dream, the whole thing. And I remember, you know, just sitting there by my trailer and just is out there by the beach in Malibu and then Marion Cotillard, you know, just kind of walks past me, right? <laughs> she goes, oh, hi. And goes, oh, hey, how you doing? And then, just, and it's very casual, but I was thinking, yeah, this is, this is bizarre. Yeah. Right? It's very surreal. And, 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 uh, um, and, you know, the thing I love about that movie is I remember watching it and I used to always, this is what made me go into movies kind of mm -hmm. told, you know what drew me in is i would watch movies you know and i'm sure you, this is probably what's driving you all of us right all of us love movies is you're watching it and at some point and if it's a good movie 
and you don't want it to end. You know that feeling? Yeah. The middle of it. And then you you know, you think, oh, I'd love to be in a movie like this. And then I remember watching this thing and I'm just at the beginning. So it's so I've kind of forgotten. It's such a good movie. I've forgotten I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it, I'm thinking, oh, it's so cool. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, man, I'd love to be in a movie like this. <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> i am <laughs> you know so that was a fun moment so so it was um um yeah yeah so that was yeah. that, that was a pretty cool that was a pretty cool experience for sure for sure yeah one of the movies that i was really excited to talk about which was i guess i'm not i'm not really sure if you would say that this was the pinnacle of your career you probably have a, a, a project that you like really really enjoy over the rest but the uh you know the teenage mutant ninja turtles movie of course <laughs> uh yeah you know uh the role you know shredder great yeah. great movie you know yeah. you played the villain how did you approach you know bringing depth and depth and complex you know you know being this character and just yeah, working that, on this project yeah yeah that was a kind of interesting one and and it is always tricky working on these big movies because there's a lot of secrecy and it, it just it's mm -hmm. tricky but it, it you know um but what I did is I went back to um, the real source materials because, you know, uh, I spent time in New England, right? Right. You know, went to college there, blah, blah, blah. And that's when uh, Ninja Turtles, the comic book came out. And I so no one knew what this was. And I remember a buddy of mine just was telling me, oh, there's this comic book, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which obviously made me chuckle and kind of turned me onto those things. And I remember seeing Shredder. And I think he's like in the sixth one the third one i think he's in the third second or third one's a camera for and they sell the backstories all over the world. Mm -hmm. so i kind of went all the way to that and i said i wasn't as much about the t the the car the cartoon mm -hmm. and i know that's a lot of that and a lot you know some of the complaints you know sort of the you know and it, it had a lot of different lines but i went back to the kind of original comic book source material which is a much darker yeah character and and what I ended up falling down that path, and I just almost all comic books, and I and I end up kind of with the IDW series, which is very dark, mm -hmm. and uh, um and uh, so that's kind of and there's oh man there's some great ones there were some great issues uh, that really just uh, I don't know if you're a comic book guy but oh there yeah some, yeah I mean there was there's some issues uh, that were just um, fantastic you know that 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 kind of I mean geez, I could talk all night about those and mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of where I went. So I went with that and um and and then I just, you know, like I do all these acting and there's so much going on in these big movie sets, probably any movie set, quite frankly. But there's so much going on and uh that you kind of almost you let you let it not not distract you, but you let you let it you kind of get swept into it. And I remember the person that was helping me, you know, that's thing the thing in the dojo where I had my speech. Yeah. Right? And they're just changing lines. And they said, and learning in English and Japanese, you know, it's like just crazy stuff. And even my, like, like, okay, great. And, and I told them I need two days of warning, but that apparently that turned into about 20 minutes warning. Tired <laughs> <laughs> speeches. And even my translator can't translate that, quick, you know, anyway. Yeah. And we're going to show this thing. It's going to be shown all the world, including Japan. So great. All right. Um, and then, and I remember my translator getting kind of mad because, you know, we, you know, and, and she was saying how calm I was. And I remember looking at her saying, yeah, but you know what? This is a gift because mm -hmm. right now in this scene as Shredder, you're probably at the most insane moment in your life. 
you know, mm -hmm. the, the turtles finally, you know, like that point, and you're just you're just ripping through your your people because they messed up again and they're mm -hmm. losing to these turtles, whatever. It's kind of this insane moment where you're just like insanely frustrated and angry or whatever, blah, blah. And I said, this is like a gift because guess what? I don't have to fake it at all. Yeah. And I love that. Sort of this David Mamet sort of like deny nothing, create nothing. And I love I loved that thing. And so a lot, a lot of that, as far as creating the character, I said, you know what? The beauty of having a character that sort of establishes, I believe, you know, Shredder's up there and just picks up these unsuspecting actors saying, all right, I'm going to, live through you this time yeah and it feels if i don't know how else to describe it you almost feel like a little possessed by this this uh just because the character is bigger than life mm -hmm. that there's no way as an actor you can really live up to so you just you just let shredder take over i guess you know and that's right. and as i was saying and i drew i did every night uh just tons of research through through the comic book and so that's probably why it turned into kind of a dark character and that's what the director wanted and that's what yeah. michael bay wanted. uh he yeah you know, later but that that they were going for a real dark shredder because that eric Sachs was supposed to be the more public figure the uh, um uh um so anyway that was kind of the idea behind that but comic books and just letting shredder take the driver's driver wheel driver's wheel uh a steering wheel or whatever driver's seat driver's seat yeah uh, and i don't know how else to describe it, it sounds weird but it was it's very it was very palpable on this on that particular on, on that particular role yeah so i mean yeah, and you were also later on, you did some voice work in the uh, cartoon, uh, you know, Teenage Mutant yep. Ninja Turtles from what I saw, which is also kind of cool. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm back. I'm back here. This is kind of weird. But, like one question I had, kind of the last question involving Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like a lot of that, that movie has CGI, right? And so I was trying to understand, did you ever like wear that suit? Like was or was that all like CGI? No, no, yeah, the, yeah. The voice yeah, work that, that in was, the studio. Yeah, I did all of the stuff in the dojo and uh, um, all the voices, you know. Mm -hmm. Or mine you know obviously you know they pitched them down obviously yeah so the, the, all the voice all the voice and and uh um any you know anything close up was me um but uh as far as like all the stunts i mean i'm yeah. very like, frankly i'm very much one of these people that you know i just let stunt people i'm i'm no tom cruise or whatever i mean i just yeah. kind of feel like even if i had you know you know the the you know the, if even if i was brave enough to do them i'm not gonna do most i mean I, I remember early on with one thing they had something I was working on some indie film and we had these really great stunt people and the real simple thing is you want to do it and I said oh, okay I can do my own stunts and I tried it once it was real it's so simple it's embarrassing mm -hmm. and I said no, no let these guys and this guy just was amazing like he was like this whole John Woo like he, like he's horizontal to the it was amazing I think why would I even try and match that I mean unless I'm I, I I'm not that's not what I do and and uh and i so i kind of like that and i and i think with sh the shredder thing i really like that i mean i don't that's why i feel like i'm part of the team that put mm -hmm. that together and i had a, you know i think uh i did my part for it i uh which i um but there were there were a lot of people involved yeah. in creating and 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 that includes some people that were walking around with all that stuff because yeah i mean i i do stuff i do stuff yeah. but i'm not i'm not nearly at that level so why not get i mean these guys i don't know these dumb people on sets are it's hard like the guy that was fighting me like in the dojo you know like he would go and they're so good they, they'd hit and they're, they had so much control they could just like stop their fists like millimeters in front of your face it's it's amazing what they can do and wow. uh and, yeah and and just they're so good so i think <laughs> i don't want to endanger everybody including myself you know so 
So, and, and not, not that he even gave me choice. I'm no Tom Cruise. I don't have a yeah. Tom Cruise. But even if I uh, did, I said, you know, and it made it fun. It made, yeah. let's create this. And it, and I, when I was watching the movie, I was very proud because I said, you know what? Yeah. That's a, that's, you know, that that's a that's a that's a scary shredder and that was kind of cool to be part of that you know yeah uh, on, you know as you can see i'm not uh, the scariest guy <laughs> sitting here you know so that was pretty cool yeah. to actually create that together so so did I, you get like any figurines like of the character as you know because i know um talking to a lot of my guests uh they're sometimes given sometimes given gifts after they're involved in a project i know one of my guests uh he he voiced a character in a not very popular disney film back in 2011 mars needs moms and he was telling me that he got a slow cooker and that was like when slow cookers like really big and i thought maybe for this role he might have been given like a, a little statue or something of like the character yeah yeah i mean i i there they had the you know the, they made action figures and so actually i remember at the premiere um they only had one left. It's funny. Oh. Yeah. And they just, and they said, oh, and they found it. They gave it to me. It was really funny. So, oh. so I have that. And so I have uh, the, uh, that was sort of, I guess, the official action figure. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. You can take the helmet off and it's all bald and scarred like I was, you know, and, and, uh, oh, which by the way is the Walking Dead people were the people that did my makeup on that. Ooh. Pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they were made. That's yeah. pretty cool. And but kind of going with voice work, you have done a lot of, Kind of like I guess wrapping up the movie questions. You've done a lot of voice work in in cartoons, you know, from American Dad, We Bear Bears, you know, Kung Fu Panda. I wanted to ask, you know, what are some of the unique challenges you face when voicing a character, and how do you approach bringing a character to life through voice acting? Um, that that's an interesting one because there's part of it. I almost feel like I don't want to say it's easy. Well, there, technically, there's a little more. You have, uh, uh, I, I think. Uh, there might be you know because you are dealing with the might i mean it's very it's very specific but as far as character work it's kind of fun because you're not constrained about what you look like mm -hmm. i played a clam a, a, a warrior clam in, <laughs> in and um and i was finding this guy that was a he, I, I mean, he was a prawn i was gonna say a shrimp but he was actually the prawn leader of I guess it was the pawn clan. I was the clam clan. <laughs> uh, so anyway, and and uh, then I take out Kung Fu Panda and uh, and all this sort of stuff. And it was kind of cool to just, it's, I don't know, like where you just go and you can just be a clam all of a sudden, you know? I mean, it's kind of cool. And, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of, it, it's a weird, it's, it kind of, it's very freeing. Mm -hmm. So uh, as far as challenges of it, you know, they're real specific things you know what i mean like yeah. in a boot i mean you know and and there are technical things that you have to be more aware of yeah but it's um it to me i i'm sometimes i feel like i have the most freedom in that yeah um uh depending on what it is but it to me you know and i played some pretty wacky characters so i got to a lot of freedom but um but uh it, it's a different animal but um in a weird sort of way, I'm, I don't want to say easiest, but I think yeah. I, I sometimes feel the freest when I when I'm doing voice work, um, because it's just it, it really is just your imagination, you know. I mean, and and uh, um, the extent to which you can imagine, you know, you you know, you leave your body. I guess it's almost like just I don't know. Like I kind of feel like it's almost like you know, and sometimes when you're talking on the phone, <laughs> like a different sort of sometimes it feels like that yeah like you're just talking on the phone and you can just kind of really get 
there's a weird sort of intimacy that you can create that, yeah. that is when everybody can see each other. So, so it's, uh, so, uh, I'm, yeah, but challenges, I don't know. I mean, I, I think as long as you, you know, just make sure, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to make sure your mouth is pointing to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, know you, you can't go off the axis as they call it. You can't go off because they, it, no, there's really sensitive mics. If you go off axis, then you're, you mess yeah. up the engineer. It's a little thing like that. So, but, but as far as character work, uh, you can just go to town. It's, 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 uh, it's, um, I like it for that reason, you know, and yeah. it's always funny to see later because, you know, see what they came up with. So what role of all the roles that you've done, big, small, has had the biggest impact on your personal growth and why? Oh man, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Personal growth. Talking about like my craft? Yeah. Um, okay. That might be a little easier. I'm going to give you two then. Sure. I'm going to give you two then. One, I did a, um, a, a play uh, at the Goodman Theater um, uh, with, uh, I don't know if you're a theater guy, but uh, <laughs> Mary Zimmerman is Tony Ward winning director. She's kind of amazing. Yeah. I was very, I'm very lucky. I, I've got to work with a lot of people that I'm actually fans of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, and, and I got, to, uh, it was just a great role. And I got right. to do eight shows a week. And I just thought, because I'm an MIT, I just thought MIT was like the anti, anti-theater training. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, like, it, was, it, was, it set me back. And, you know, and I got to work with all these people that were like Juilliard and, you know, Tisch School and, you know, all these amazing actors. And mm-hmm. it came out of that sort of feeling, okay, I, I'm, I belong here. Right. You know, amongst all these, all these actors. And that was just an amazing show. Eight shows a week, blah, blah. So that. I think the growth was exponential there. And then the second one, um, I'm going to go ahead and say the artificial. I mean, okay. uh, we, uh, I mean, that was that I, I learned a lot. Um, uh, yeah. We, and, you know, not to mention went on for years and we did, you know, and we just, and they just gave me so much, I had so much freedom on that. Mm-hmm. So I got to really experiment. And, and uh, so I kind of, I'm going to say, you know, they're, they're all great. They're yeah. All great. Those, those, those two really, uh, were they, what did they say? Cut my teeth. And cutting my teeth. And there's some, some saying, I can't remember where, where you, you know, where I sort of felt like I came out of that ready for the next level or whatever you want to call it, you know, or, or, or it changed me in a good way. And mm-hmm. I had friends saying that who saw me at the Goodman. She said, no, you changed after that play. I was oh, really? Okay. And so, um, um, Yeah. So, 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 um, I'm going to say those two, I'm, I'm, I think yeah. that's fair enough. I mean, obviously I, I wouldn't say those two are where are, are the linchpins of my career for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Hollywood, but, but, um, in terms of personal growth, uh, I learned a heck of a lot on both those projects as with all of them, but I really learned yeah. a lot of them for sure. I, I, I kind of went from some wacky, you know, nerd that thought it, you know, mischievous little nerd that thought, Ooh, wouldn't this be great to become an actor, you know? And, <laughs> And to actually saying, you know what? Um, I, I, this is, I am an actor. This is what I should be doing. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, so, so that those were, those had a lot to do with it. And I feel like now I could, you know, I'm ready for anything. So, so. yeah, it's very important to, you know, have, have projects like that, that impact and change your life. And as mentioned earlier, really important to learn and listen and grow in every experience um, that you're yeah. in, you know, the challenges 
uh, will help you grow. And that's what I've, uh, what I've learned in life, you know, kind of going to like present, you know, right now, like what, what sort of things are you working on? In my research, I came across a few things, but I'm not sure how accurate this is. Something about uh, developing a hockey movie and also a stage play written by your, your ancestor. I thought that was yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Those are two, it's so funny you're saying that because I was just thinking about those two things and I, and those are ongoing. Okay. But yeah, my buddy, uh, he's like a, uh, um, he's, he's done like some professional MMA fighting. <laughs> I've got trained with him, but, but, uh, I didn't tell him, uh, hopefully he won't watch this, but he, he whacked me and man, I was like, he put me out for a while. And I never told him that because he didn't think he hurt. He thought he was tapping me, mm-hmm. but man, he bruised me. I mean, <laughs> ever since then, I've been a little gunshot about training with him. But anyway, we've been talking a lot about putting a hockey movie together. And we know this mm-hmm. other guy that, uh, uh and his this guy's wife uh, is i think a doctor for the the kings or something like that and and um it's so funny this he was actually one of the calls i'm going to make after uh, after this um and uh, we're talking about that yeah so uh, cool hockey movie and then yes i have a a, a playwright that was uh, um uh, my grandpa's cousin okay he's a, he's a well-known playwright uh and I, it's funny. I found I found his an anthology that had his plays, and I found his scholars. And um, he was part of a very interesting movement in Japan, where uh, right around the Meiji Restoration, where where Japan started discovering the West. And it's so funny, like you know, theater people they're they're, they're rebels. They're always rebels, and you know they're doing kabuki and no mm-hmm. theater and blah blah. And this is what theater was in Japan. They're representational, and these guys are saying. You know, you know what's going on in Moscow. You know, he's talking about the Moscow Arts Theater and like all this very like Chekhov and you know Strindberg and all these you know these type of plays. And so they said, you know, screw this sort of like you know lofty like let's do real like gritty plays about mm-hmm. people. And so he kind of was part of this movement and he wrote this uh, play called The Couple Next Door. And it's it's funny you start reading it, you don't think, oh, I'm reading some you know, historically important Japanese <laughs> play. It's just, it's just like a couple, it's like this dysfunction, this married couple that's been married way too long. And <laughs> it's all, and it's so subtle. Like basically, in a, long story short, is they were sort of this very rich, kind of greedy couple, whatever, but they had this, you know, whatever. They were yeah. just at a fancy, and they had this part of Japan, they had this fancy summer home. And I, you know, I, I can actually play one of the lead characters where I, lost all the money and some bad investments so we were completely broke and so the movie starts where the night before the they repossessed all our furniture and we had nothing left but a recliner <laughs> and so this is when the wife and i have to come to terms with the fact that like because our whole marriage was based on money yeah now we have none and and what we're going to hang on to and i had this mistress in tokyo and she don't she kicked me out because i don't have money anymore and all this sort of stuff and the couple next door there's two younger people living next door they're just observing us one sort of this uh, supposedly a player but anyway that that's the mm-hmm. but it's just it's great because it's so it's it's just intimate it's so opposite what you think of sort of japanese theater as being very stoic and it's just gritty it's just and they're just really mean to each other <laughs> funny it's really funny you know they, they're just like if they've been married so long they say anything to each other you know and it's it's kind of funny so that's that's the play um i've got i had a reading for it uh done and and uh uh that's the next thing yeah yeah um, those, it's so funny you said that because those are two things yeah. that i i thought end of the week you know i i'm gonna get those started up again it's a lot of let's get yeah. together make this happen and but you know what if i can do either of those um that would be something, you know, yeah. it, it would be something, some, some, um, so 
So you go make your radio dramas. I'm going to get the, this hockey movie and this play put together. Yeah. Yes. A good deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for sitting down and talking today. And I, again, as I always, before I end the recording, as I always ask my, my guests, what's one uh, piece of information that could pass to uh, any number of the listeners listening to this point, you know, that can uh, help them uh, grow in their everyday life. So I'm just going to start out with some things, a couple of things I've heard in science. that observe science. And I'm always using it to sort of frame my mm -hmm. reality. Mm -hmm. Because I think science, it's all connected, right? And mm -hmm. all the principles hold. And as we progress in our in our knowledge, we see everything is kind of follows a certain pattern and, and whatever that is. And we're all trying to figure it out. We never will figure it out, of course. But anyway, but these are a couple of things that I sort of, I'm just going to start out by mm -hmm. a couple of things that a couple of people, you know, told by far greater than myself that I'll just sort of share. Um, the first one, I, I've been reading this book um, uh, Kevin Kelly, Out of Control. He was actually an editor, I think, for Wired back in the day. Uh, and this is kind of a book on on um, computation, AI, you know, kind of, a lot, you know, kind of the, way the new, new reality. I mean, uh, things are different now, you know, and certainly AI and, you know, we kind of what, uh, you know, I think we talked about earlier about, you know, how there's sort of a reality that's sort of analytical. And you say, there's, oh, there's what I'm going to try and get on this. How am I going to get this? And there's sort of a generative where you, where life isn't that simple. And where we're going is not that simple. Mm -hmm. um, certainly not predictable. And anyway, so this is a quote was, uh, and, and we'll see. We'll see if they connect to my later thought. Um, we'll see. <laughs> you can edit it. You can you can fix it in post. You can connect them in post. Um, and the quote is, uh, which it really grabbed me. And this is a recent one. This is why I bring it up. Is that in computation, at least in our old models of computation, an arbitrarily small event can can and often does cause an arbitrary large effect mm -hmm. um, sort of that butterfly effect thing so the the idea is that i always feel like what i've always take that as is that yeah you know it goes along the lines with the anything can happen kind of thing mm -hmm. and i i say you know you know i so i've i just tried my best to stop to not to not worry about predicting the outcome because you know we can't we mm -hmm. just simply can't it's 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 clear from from science from life you know whatever uh, life isn't like that. And, and this, the industry, this industry definitely is not like that at all. I think it's because there's so many moving parts and whatever the, the math or whatever that's actually going on like that. I mean, any, anything supports that, you know, AI statistics, quantum mechanics, they, they all, it's, you know, it's very long. Life is very nonlinear. Mm -hmm. Linear, uh, linearity is a nice way to sort of keep our sanity and figure out how to make this next step. It has its place for sure. But it's overall, as I saying, you know, I use that as, you know, just don't worry about the outcome, right? Mm -hmm. So really what the key is, you got to focus on what you're doing and, you know, you, so you're executing, it's all the details, right? That's where it mm -hmm. comes, you know, the, 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 the regular details and the consistency and just really being re ready for when those opportunities can and will come up, right? And you just be right. ready for them and just don't be average when that opportunity comes. Don't, don't settle for being average, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a long-term thing. So that's sort of an ongoing thing. Uh, there's another thing I like too, which I often use to just get me through, keep me moving forward. Is a mathematician in Hungarian mathematician. I think it's at Princeton, I believe. Um, and he was uh, his he was he wrote this book of called solving problems, and it's his thesis on how to solve math problems. But mm -hmm. you see that you know that's not not a bad way to figure out how to you know get get cast in a big movie. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe there's some connection. It's, that's that's the big old math problem. I'm uh, that's what I'm working on. I guess that's the one I'm working on. So one of that is that if you don't know, uh, and I'm probably paraphrasing some of the stuff, so my forgiveness, yeah. these great, great thinkers. Um, but if you don't, um, 
know how to solve a problem. There does exist a problem which you can solve, find it. Mm -hmm. And that's always a great thing is there's always any given day, people say, oh, it's slow. I don't know what to do, but I'm lost, but blah, blah. So, you know, but the key is there's always a million things you can do. You just got to find them, fix that. Mm -hmm. One to the next one, it's going to open up your reality. It's going to open up your vision, right? And it's just going to leave, but you can just keep doing that. So I, I really like that one. And the last one, uh, uh, and before I kind of move on to, you know, move off the science thing, is there was something, I, uh, it was the person back, back when I was there is uh, um, and, um, Charles Vest. He's a fantastic president of MIT. And he always talked about sort of, I think the qualities of entrepreneurships and maybe, you know, whatever, blah, blah. These are basically good things to, to be, <laughs> to have or, or to embrace is, and I loved it because it said uh, excellence, boldness, optimism, perseverance. Mm -hmm. And that was his whole thesis on that. And I, I, I remember sort of, it's a good way to sort of frame your life. Yeah. So that being said, back down to earth, we'll talk about a couple pra practical things, which I think are essential for mm -hmm. anybody pursuing show business or, you know, any of these crazy <laughs> bad <laughs> career decisions that we're, 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 we're unfortunately, we, we, we are uh, unable to resist, <laughs> um, despite all the good advice around us. Um, but, but that being said, you know, assuming we're you've made that decision, very important. This is something where a lot of people uh, mess up. Is you know, just get get your money right, because, mm -hmm. and I get it. Um, it's tricky, and and I'll tell you, it's tricky. It's very tricky, in the context of trying to do any of the stuff to try and take a traditional route, and it's going to really. The money part's going to be tricky for anybody, unless you're, you know, unless you got that big old trust fund or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it's tricky. And so, and you have, I remember uh, a housing of mine always said, it's great. Two things he said. He said, one, you got to decide you're going to become a lifer. I'll address that later. And mm -hmm. that's a decision you have to make at the beginning. And, uh, but mainly he's saying financing your career, it's part of the creativity. Right. right. Just, that's part of your creativity because, you know, it, you know, you got to think of the acting or I'll, I'll say entertainment career, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not a fixed object. It's not this goal. It's not that, oh, well, let me just fix this and it'll be great. It's uh, it's a living, breathing organism and it's just constantly has to be cared for and nourished. Okay. And, and financing is a huge part of that. And a lot of people just trip over themselves and that's what, and, ends it and you know just figure that out i don't i i can't and there's no great way to do it it's everything's everything's designed such that it's hard to figure out how to find this but that's part of the creativity mm -hmm. if you want it you got to figure it out right right um and of course with that maybe a corollary to that is that you know if there's anything you think that's holding you back right money also is a big one it holds a lot of us back but if there's anything any habits whatever that is and they can be serious ones you know whatever drugs alcohol you know whatever uh you know uh, you know, whatever, just being organized, any number of things, you know, just if there's something you don't like about yourself or something you think that's holding you back, just figure it out and just fix it. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. saying it's easy and it may take you decades, but fix it You know, just do it because, you know, that's, you gotta, you know, you gotta feed what you're creating and it is a living, breathing organism and you gotta treat it that way. You gotta, you gotta nurture it that way. So that's, that's sort of uh but you know, definitely the money thing, it's something that you know, um, it's not fun to talk about <laughs> anytime, anytime you're referring to a creative career. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, just you, somehow you got to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, you can make, you know, and you know, the money and show business really it's you, you, you know, sometimes you'll find you'll make more money for an hour of work than you ever thought was possible. <laughs> it goes up and down. So you have to sort of think, I remember I had, uh, I was at some, some celebrity event and I think Ernie Hudson, he was like the original, um, he's that black guy on the original Ghostbusters. Uh, and he told me he was a dude and he goes and he talked about you know where a lot of people in Hollywood don't talk about it, but you know this is what people's I don't know what how it translates onto your thing we'll say this is left to right <laughs> this is time this is time positive time is this kind of happens and everything as your income peaks and it's crazy it's kind of cool all of a sudden you get the you know uh, I definitely have had calls where you know I they you know, whatever you're, you're doing something, all of a sudden some ridiculous check of person, you know, and you, it's crazy that you did not expect. It's very, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's nice. And that's part of the fun, right? Like, uh, it's like Vegas or whatever, but that goes up and then it goes down this it's, it's, unless you're like Tom Hanks or something like that, it's going to do this. Right. right. And the problem is as you're going up, it's kind of the nature of the industry to, to convince you that it's never going to stop. So, so you got to realize it is. It's going to happen, stop when you least expect it. It's going to start when you least, least expect it. And so there's this drop off. People always run into that. So you got to figure out, you got to figure that out. But, you know, your income is slowly rising, but it's doing this. If you're doing it right, it's doing this. But that's, um, you know, that's, that's sort of the model, I guess, right? So watch right. these peaks because there's a big fall off, huge problem. And, um, that comes from, you know, figuring out what your finances are. There's this peak that's at the bottom, which is where you think you're broke, but you know what? You just got, you just got to know that this is what's going on and you want to follow this line and whatever that takes, right? This is, the, this mm -hmm. is the, the life model you want to take for, for, um, you know, of course, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not a, you know, Merrill Lynch analyst, but you know, <laughs> this is my acting version of, of, uh, financing a career, but it's important. So don't, mm -hmm. don't ignore that. That's, that's critical. It's everything. Exactly. Um, the, the, um, let's see, what else do I have? Um, and then another thing I like to do, which is good is, and this is me personally, but I think it's important. He said, I like, you know, every day I like to do at least one thing that I didn't think I had in me or something that at least in my mind separate separates me from the pack, you know, whatever it is. Like, I don't think a normal person would have taken this extra step, whatever that is, whatever that happens to be, you know, and that mm -hmm. can be anything. It, everything has to define it for what what has meaning for yourself you know whatever mm -hmm. it means whatever that is but we all know what that moment is like you know because uh um i you know i i uh, an acting career is it's it's something you earn every day right and yeah and you have to think what makes me so special you know because uh, it's a gift it's it's an amazing mm -hmm. it's, it's best job in the world best job in the world so um so that's the thing i like to do that uh, you know and just do that every day. And then, of course, you know, the main thing is sometimes it's fun watching UFC, watching these guys get back <laughs> up after these being pummeled. It's amazing. It's more impressive than the guys that are really aggressive, the guys that get back up. So I always feel like, you know, if you get knocked back, if you got knocked back down, just get back up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't, you know, whatever. You can feel bad for a second. Well, you, you know what? You can keep feeling bad. And if you feel discouraged and it's going to happen, you know, it happens a lot, you know, the best of us, you know. The main thing is you can feel discouraged, you can feel terrible, but you just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Right. Constantly. 
just and sometimes that's what it comes down to and usually once you get in the rhythm you 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 feel yourself again right and then and then that will keep you going so so and and, and the problem is i think you're sort of surrounded it's it's weird it's sort of a well how can i say this without sounding real negative but but you know like a lot of times uh, there's sort of cultures of success and there's a bit of sort of this culture of failure that happens because mm -hmm. the failure rate's so ridiculous i mean i i I've, I've taught statistics before and you realize any of these it's just dumbest career choice you could ever make <laughs> it's impossible I'm, I'm, but yeah you're uh, outliers right right we're outliers so that's that's what we're counting on is becoming outliers not a bad way to live kind of cool way to live for the right kind of person but yeah that's that's what we're going shooting for but but that being said you know uh you don't there there are a lot of people who who um you know you and you kind of are surrounded by that you know where people just you know they have doubt and fear and they just give up way too easily you know, yeah, be one of those people. I don't, one of those people sounds terrible because we're all human. Yeah, don't, don't fall into that. Put it that way, because we're all vulnerable to it. You know, exactly. I'm lazy and fearful is the next guy. Trust me. Um, but you just don't fall into that because you know the odds are stacked against us. You know, um, and you know this industry that life isn't fair, right? I mean, we all know that. <laughs> and we know this walking into this industry for sure. It's like, well, life because it isn't fair, but let me make it even less fair. Right, <laughs> you know, that, I don't know. It's a little too, uh, too easy right now. Let me let me find something even more, uh, you know, uh, impossible. So, and you know, just remember that you know, no one's asking us to do this. Not a single person. In fact, most people try to practice out of it, right? Right. <laughs> and we're definitely not owed any of this. We earn it. Mm -hmm. We earn it every day. And just don't be a victim ever. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah, yeah. What's important because it's it's easy to do because. Mm -hmm. You could do that all day long, your whole career, and you could do that. And one, quite frankly, um, it's not a great feeling anyway. So why? I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change your chances. It probably worsens them, but it, it it's just. I mean, if 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 you like being a victim, that's your thing. That's fine. But I don't think I don't think this is necessarily the, the industry for you if, if mm -hmm. it's your nature. But but it's also kind of fun, you know, because this, you know, it's. I was joking with a buddy last night, you know, it's like we're saying, I mean, we're kind of living the dream. It's so crazy. You yeah. Know? It's not the dream by a normal person's definition, but yeah, I wouldn't have any other way. I, I'm, I can't believe, you know, how wise I was to sort of go down this thing. And yes, I've probably sacrificed many things that traditionally are probably what you want in life, mm -hmm. but, but, uh, and you certainly sacrifice your stability or, or, or predictability in your life, but but I wouldn't have any other way. It's perfect for me. Like, I kind of feel like I'm, you know, I look forward, I get up every morning. I look forward to it. So, so I think just why be a victim, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't like that place personally, but I just think it's a bad place to go. It's very easy to fall into that. So you gotta just, just keep going and it's not, yeah. So all that sort of stuff. And so yeah. I, think, I think the key is, you know, you know, where, where you're, you know, cause no one, as I think, no one wants you to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, Unless they're humoring us, right? They're yeah. all telling us, dude, don't, don't be dumb, right? Yeah. Don't throw your life away, right? They're all, right, that's what we hear, and that's that's the reality of it. It's and These are people that love us, and it's actually pretty good advice, quite frankly, for some right. So no one wants no one wants us to do this. You start with that place. So you have to really kind of look in the mirror, uh, and a really hard, honest look, and you have to decide if it's what you really want you know it's a life choice it's 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 a life choice how you this is how you're deciding do you want to live on the edge or do you want to you know go for the big dream all these things right and you have to decide if that's what you really want and 
you have to decide if you can really pull it off. And you have to be dead honest with yourself. And that being said, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It, you know, I love that thing. It was where that little moment where you kind of snicker and you say, yep, I can pull it off. Like that little weird snicker. And no one else can tell you that. But you got to, you know, do that. But once you decide that, and it's kind of cool, right? I, 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 you know, you'd notice that moment where he says, yeah, this is, you feel it, right? And I, I don't need to explain to you. I know you do. I, yeah. I, I just tell by looking in your face. You know what exactly I'm talking about that moment. Yeah. You got to decide is that, you know, all those things. And and no one else can tell you this. You, so there's a decision. But if the answer is yes, you got to hold on to that, you know, that very profound belief in yourself. Because a lot of times you're the only one, mm -hmm. um, really. And you can never some point you'd have to say, you know, you just can't give up on it because, uh, you know, that, that, you know, it's a crazy dream, but you know, that's what makes it great. You know, that's what, yeah. makes it great, you know, and you'd have to be that lifer and, and, uh, you know, whatever that means, you know, and, and you have to have that, you know, so you do, you know, you do have to, you know, take action, you know, all these things. And that's, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, uh, you know, we're in the playoffs, man, you know, and, and you got to step up. You know, and, yeah. and, and, uh, um, you know, if you're, if you decide to just settle for being average, you're going to be out in the first round, you know? Exactly. And so, and the main thing, you know, I think also to kind of maybe a corollary to the earlier thing about, you know, watch what you're hearing, because you're going to hear a lot of stuff that is not, not good information, you know, um, uh, that's very negative, blah, blah. And, and, and that applies to maybe to, any number of people but you know you gotta understand that doesn't apply to you and you right. have to, maybe it's arrogant but you know don't tell people that you know <laughs> just keep you know but the main thing is i think it's really important over time i've really put a lot of, you know where you just surround yourself and this is really important you know you surround yourself with really positive people with a positive outlook and and know how to you know get stuff done you know and, and people that you really truly respect that truly respect you and that you know, we that you support each other and love each other. You know, surround mm -hmm. yourself that love you, right? And 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 love them back. You know, just as hard. You know, and 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 I'm gonna steal a quote from Captain Picard from Star Trek. <laughs> so that's that's how you know. <laughs> so when you hear this in your head, you need to. Uh, I don't even remember what episode. I think they were going to some. I think they're getting sucked in some. Gravity void. It's we were, I was with my, my family. We were like looking at the science and I was like, all right, all right. Well, I decided to and somehow there was these planktons, inter, interstellar plankton that appeared at the end. It was very weird. But they survived this crazy thing against all odds. And he was just saying to his crew, he goes, You are only as good as the people around you. And mm -hmm. that is the truth. And as I was saying, when you sit here to yourself, make sure you do it in Patrick Stewart's, you know, the Picard. <laughs> Don't don't hear my voice. Okay. <laughs> so, but you are only as good as the people around you, and that is the truth. And and mm -hmm. you know that makes it great too, because that's what makes it fun. Because at the end of the day, my grandpa was like this as a scientist. Mm -hmm. He, uh, I remember when he, he he just he he just thought the whole thing was just about making friends and not in, in kind of a cool way, you know what I mean? In sort of a way that where you have common beliefs and it's a cool kind of bond i guess i don't know or something where you, you just come out of it and you have some real friends and they're all doing really cool stuff yeah nothing like that it's, it's a great feeling then you know i don't know uh so i i just think and and i think that will just help you get there in general too i mean obviously just from common sense from networking you know mm -hmm. you, you you need to do that and you can't and then your 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 
whatever that is, your your height, your awareness, your spirituality, all this sort of stuff, your creativity, everything goes up because that's all we got. That's all we got. Yes. And and uh, it's it, we got to protect it. And one great it's great when we, you know, had all those people just so. So, yeah, that's a big thing. And, um, and maybe the last thing I'm sure I could go on all day, but I'll finish off with this is, you know, the main thing, man, is just just have fun, man. And just have just just have the time of your life because it's you know and even you know have that intense regimen but you know don't be afraid to be spontaneous and do something really crazy and stupid you know yes like, like, it's all part of it you know like it's uh you know it, it, it's all part of this crazy journey you know mm -hmm. it's on the it's an amazing ride i think you know, for the for the right person, it's just really the most amazing ride. I I don't I don't know how else to describe it. I I I know you get it. So, oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it's hard, you know. Um, and I I've always said, you know, I don't never believed in being. Oh, I'll give it five years. You know, you hear that all the time. And every time I hear that, I said, all right, well, I would even wouldn't even waste this five years because I have said, I'll quit when this stops being fun. Yeah. And I gotta say, decades down the road, man, I wake up. I'm I'm having a blast talking with you right now. You know. Yes. And and and, uh, and this is this is, you know, um, you know. This, so that's that's the part, you know, that mm -hmm. is you know important to hold on to, and and you know, and kind of keep, you know, keep re reconnecting with that joy, and also, you know, uh, I don't know. This sounds re really weird, but you know, you know what I'm. I know you know what I'm talking about. Is yeah. Like connect with your greatness. You know that moment that feeling of okay all right i know i know how this all looks to y'all <laughs> but let me tell you all right there's there's more to it right or whatever that is but just reconnecting with that and what what you can bring to the world whatever that is you know however you want to frame that but you know just just reconnect to that joy and re reconnect to your own you know what you you know your own greatness you know and just you know just know that you know you you are special and you do have mm -hmm. this stuff and um you know, and, and, and you just want to share, it. you know, you just want to share that with the world. And, you know, these are all good things that just keep going. And I think if you just keep doing that, all those things, you know, and just, you know, and just day in, day out, just year in, year out, just, just keep showing up for yourself, mm -hmm. you know, whatever that is. And it all is different for everybody. And maybe it's like, whatever you, you know, gives you that step, right? Exactly. You know? You know, and, and there's no such thing as a slow time. Don't, as I say, going back to the beginning, don't try and predict the outcome. It never gets slow. There's so many things you could be doing um, and getting on with this really. And that kind of is your, you know, that is the life. That is the mm -hmm. life. creating every day and doing whatever it is, whatever it is, you know. And then, and then, uh, um, and I, I guarantee you, um, and I like to think, uh, well, I'll I'll just say from my own personal experience, uh, if you do all that, I mean, you know, anything really, I mean, <laughs> anything can and will happen, you know, uh, and it's always when you least expect it and you just have to be ready for those moments. And it's, it's, uh, um, I don't know how to, how to put this, but it's, it's hard to, you will look, you will look back in rest, retrospect and just mm -hmm. like, how did all those things happen? I don't know. Like no one knows. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, so, exactly. So, so just that's, that, that to me is, is, you know, um, maybe, it, you know, or, you know, uh, that's how things have worked out for me. And, and I'm, I'm uh, you know, 
whatever you whatever you want to say about you know whether I'm successful or not, blah blah. I mean, I'm definitely um got some you know I'm definitely happy. I'm enjoying my life, and I've got a lot of really great friends. You know, yes, that's for sure. So so um so anyway, um that's um that's a studio version. As yeah, hanging out by the pool version. Of, yeah. uh, of, uh, so, so I don't know, but you you get it, right? Man? Yeah, and, and I kind of feel like, yeah, that 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 um, you know, that whole thing of um, you know that that you know that real, you know, find out where that thing is, you know, and if you believe, like, in other words, if you believe me on all this stuff. Um, you know, and you don't have to, you don't have to <laughs> You can say I'm full of it or whatever. I mean, I, I, I totally accept that. It may be true. I don't know. But, but if you do believe the things I'm saying or sharing you from what I've been told, um, then you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And just stay on it. And, uh, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really cool ride. Uh, that's maybe, maybe that's all I need to do. Like, uh, it, it's, it's going to be a really cool ride. So just, you know, really enjoy it.